Hi and welcome to the Glenvore podcast and may I take the opportunity to wish you a happy new year and uh, 2024 is about to begin hopefully a better year for everybody listening um, personally as well and I think another great year potentially of Glenvore research perhaps marking I wouldn't say the end of the Glenvore research in a way this is always continue and live on but I think you know once I've done these documents and once I've done the Glasgow archives we're then probably just looking at random finds so uh, that will allow me to look across the road or street as it were at Telford and look towards Glenalbin so thank you for pressing play uh, it's Jason by the way I don't think I said that um, and you know welcome because we're starting a new year, this is episode one of season, I think it'd be five now. So uh, for those of you who listen to these or have stumbled across them by accident, um, thank you for listening. Not many people do. Um, I've always said the purpose of these podcasts isn't just to get the name out or to document things in a different medium. It's if I get hit by a bus tomorrow or the website eventually comes down for whatever reason we've actually got this audio trail and nuggets of information for people to uh, as far as i'm aware these will always live on um so uh, that is one of the purposes of it recording history for future history i suppose um so we've got two entries well we've got two non-logbook entries this week we have a whiskey review uh, a 1976 glenvore and we also have the Northern Infirmary Fund article from 1926. So we'll probably just start with the fund uh, article, which is from the 8th of September 1926, as I said. And it just shows probably wealthy and connected people in the Inverness uh, Black Isle area donating money to establish um, the Northern Infirmary. You know, um, so uh, this was a, an era you have to remember and perhaps maybe some of our more international listeners might recognize this um hospitals weren't really financed by the government they were done by private individuals or communities you know you had to pay for health care back in this time uh, and unfortunately a lot of people weren't able to pay for such things um and it's sad in a way that that's sort of replicated today in some, some very wealthy countries um who really should be doing more to look after the old the infirm, the sick, the mentally ill. But um, some societies today, I have to say from my travels and my uh, readings are very focused on self and profit and greed. And it's good to see that this article from 1926 bucks a trend. In a way, these are probably philanthropists in a way. Um, I, I live in Dunfermline and Dunfermline is very, very centered around uh, Mr. Carnegie, who obviously had his critics and his flaws, but at the same time remembered where he grew up as a child and there's all various plaques and statues and buildings all coming from his generosity that a hundred or so years later are still performing the function um, that they were originally designed for or in another medium or sense they're still being used by the community today and I think that's that's a remarkable legacy and you know if I could do that then that would be great uh, perhaps in a way it's this Glenvore research is my legacy for future generations or maybe my plaque on a park bench um, in a quiet part of Dunfermline or Inverness would be suitable memorial for myself and an achievement. Uh, we've got some nice new park benches in the woods just down the road from where I live. Um, uh, 
it's certainly nice to be able to sit down and uh, watch the day go by or contemplate research in a way. So um, this article names um, the people who are donating and I think they raised over £40,000 which in 1926 would have been a phenomenal amount of money um, but um, we do have the McKinley's of Burnley Distillers Inverness so this is them £100 which is a good sum this is them obviously a little bit of advertising a little bit of good faith goodwill um, I would think that probably comes a lot from John Burney being uh, very involved in the community and that sort of political uh, elite, as it were, um, making sure that uh, you know, they were seen to be doing good. But also, we know from um, our research, John was very big on helping uh, those in need of care, um, whether it be ex-servicemen, their families, or even just the greater population. Uh, he was someone who was very successful, but at the same time, very aware of how things could go drastically wrong for people, and uh, there needed to be some medical safety net there for them there certainly um there wasn't the social um uh, benefits and things that we have today in the uk so good to see and uh, i do talk a little bit about there is a picture connected to the laying of the foundation stone i think it was at the infirmary and uh, some of these people that are named in this article probably in that photograph. I've never cross-checked them because I was only interested in one person in the image and there's John Burney sitting very proud, very smartly dressed in the middle, looking like a, the fine upstanding gentleman he was and um, he's uh, very clearly evident in the lineup of the photograph of the laying of that foundation stone. I can't bring that image to you. It is in the Highland Archive Centre. It's not their restriction, it's the NHS restriction because it's connected to the NHS and we can't publish these photographs. But, you know, maybe on its 100th anniversary, we could maybe say, look, I think these people have probably gone now. Could we uh, publish it? I don't know. But it's from the 8th of May, 1928. So uh, a little bit, um, what, give or take um, 15 months? No, no, about 18 months after this article was published, and we can see some progress. So that was that article. The other one's just a straightforward whiskey review notes. I'm going to try and do more of these in 2024 because I have the whiskies. Um, I also probably snap up some more miniatures. Miniatures are great because they do give you a little bit more bang for your buck, as it were. But also, uh, you can certainly when you're doing this research, you know, money money isn't infinite. You know, you have to. Um, put your budget sometimes you know so as much as I would love to have more full-size bottles and be able to share them with people and bring that to life you have to be reality and think well miniatures are a really good way for me to document the years and these whiskies for people that reminds me somebody's contacted me about a miniature I need to get back to them um, but this one is a Cadden Heads miniature from 1976 a 20 a 20 year old bottled at 51.9 so bottled in about 2005 Oh no, so it wasn't. I'm getting that wrong. Sorry, bottled in the 90s. I'm thinking of something else in the article. Um, we know, because I know Canheads really well, but also looking at the recordings, they must have had a parcel of 1976 casks. Um, they've been bottled at 15, 18 and 19 years old. Um, and also the Hart Brothers also have this vintage, um, which we have reviewed. And also um, a lot of other independents bottling from around this time. But what we didn't have... Um, we don't have any 20-year-olds from 
card now. It's, we do have this 19-year-old, which was bottled in January 1996, is 0.1% weaker in strength. But then we've got this 20-year-old, which is just a touch older and a touch stronger. Part of me does think, you know, if you know Cadden Hedge, you know that um, they are prone in past to the odd labeling or blip or recording issue, as probably a lot of independents were, you know. Um, it's part of their charm, I think. This one, potentially, I do wonder if it's the same cast, but if in some way it's just hit market. They've had a little bit left over for some reason sitting around. They didn't think Glenvorm was maybe going to sell or something, so they just bottled it as some miniatures. And they certainly did that at times. They did release miniatures because there was a, a demand for miniatures. And again, back in the 90s, as much as today, people maybe wanting to try and you know a lot of tourists would come in and out of their shops and perhaps you know miniatures even as they are today with flying and restrictions probably more well versed in the art of traveling so I, I enjoyed the whiskey you know I give it a six out of ten so it's good uh, it's got some interesting notes um, quite oily I think and quite that sort of rugged directness I think which you get from sort of Highland whiskies and Glenvore which a lot of people don't like because they've maybe been, been spoilt by some other whiskies but um, I enjoy that sort of directness of them at times and some really interesting different sort of notes and flavors but it was a good a good dram certainly I'd look to get some more of that if I could so that is this week's show a little bit shorter I do appreciate last week's was a bit of a mammoth one but it's good to get this out of the way get it step into the new year first footing with the first episode and look ahead um, we are catching up with the website which is great uh, I have said that eventually that the plan is to have the website release and the podcast release side by side and they would accompany each other in a nice marriage but we'll get there um i am about to once i've uploaded this and set it uh, in motion for january i have to take some photographs of some of the larger documents we need to get those done and um, then i can look about bringing them to you as well so thanks very much for pressing play i hope you had a good uh, break and i will see you for the next episode mm -hmm.